This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and with me as always... <laughs> Ben Vanell here, Tommy, on a very momentous occasion. That's right. We all know what it is. Mm-hmm. We've seen the episode name. Mm-hmm. We've seen the description. Mm-hmm. We know what it all means. Mm-hmm. We are four weeks away from a very special event. And to help us talk about that special event, let's welcome onto the show. It's our third co-host, Adam Genox. It's exciting to be here at episode 200, which, as we all know, is an exciting number mm-hmm. because it is four away from the big 204th episode spectacular. Yes. Um, honestly, 200, one of the most annoying numbers because it is so close <laughs> to, obviously, what is the big number, 204. Yes. Yeah, it's a tease, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. If I ever have $200 <laughs> in my pocket, I throw away... Uh, $96. Why is that? To get to 104. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yes. Because I can't I can't get four more dollars just out of nowhere. Yes. Maybe I could look around for it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I prefer throwing money away, though. That's I mean, why I buy so many video games. <laughs> $200 is, 200 is my least favourite number. Mm-hmm. So if I have $200 in my pocket, I just have to hope that at least some of it is made up in coins mm. so that I can chuck away even even one dollar of that. Right. Okay. Getting me down to one ninety nine feels so much better than two hundred. Yeah, one ninety nine, a nice round number. Exactly, yes. I think in I hate two hundred. Uh, what do we what do we got? Two oh one. Yep. I don't like two oh one. It's a nothing number, really. No. Two oh two, even worse. Because you're getting closer to two oh four, but you're not you're not even knocking on the door of 204. But I will say, in the pro corner for 202, yes. it's got a nice symmetry to it. Sure. That I enjoy. Yes. 203? Oh. Oh, that's 204 Eve, baby. Get- <laughs> it's my second favourite day of the year. <laughs> yep, and then 204. I mean, yeah. we all know. Yeah. What, it goes without saying. What, yeah, what can you say about the, the number 204 that hasn't been said already? Exactly, yes. <laughs> it's obviously, it's the number that we've based our entire mathematical system on. Mm-hmm. We want to uh, run at a base 204 system. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask... Because we have, of course, 204 fingers. Yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you boys this. That's How do you feel about 205? I actually think... Fuck off. I th- <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, we've d- we're divided here. The 205 might be the most divisive number. <laughs> because I think 205 has more symmetry than 202. 
interesting. It's a five. Because if like you put a, it up to a mirror, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that is good, but I don't trust that. And also, it's usurped two hundred four, mm. which is the big, the big celebration number, exactly. as everybody knows, and is always the case in our society, and is never done just because one person is in a different country, and so it's hard <laughs> to do a big episode uh, for the number two hundred. Mm. Mm. Interesting, interesting take. But yeah, that's coming up. That'll be what? That's our four four years. Four years. Did we work out? Yeah. yeah that- yeah, yes. Two hundred and four does also line up with the same week that um, yeah we started, we started the show. The podcast. Back when yes. we used to just kind of haphazardly do this whenever we felt like it, yes. as opposed to a, a strict every week schedule. Thursday evening Australian yeah. time. Thursday yes. morning. We US actually time. we record every day, but we delete six out of every seven. <laughs> yeah, we pick the best one. Yeah. So if you think you've heard a dud one week, then rest assured that there were six worse ones that week <laughs> that we deleted for your benefit. <laughs> Is it right, also, Knox, that we're either recording or releasing the 204th episode on your birthday? Yeah, no. Uh, the first one was <laughs> the first one was on my birthday. Right. Or was released on my birthday. But then this one will just be on the 24th or something. Okay, so what it, what it is, is the fourth anniversary of your birthday... <laughs> Four years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's it, so, I guess I was 26 when we did the first one. Yeah. And this time it's the big 3 0, which, as we all know, is just four years away. <laughs> Are you 30 this year? Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. That's, it's coming up. Yeah, that's cool. Are you going to do anything? Oh, I tell you what, I'm fucking feeling it too. Holy shit. Yeah. But you've, you've lived. The body starts to change. You've lived an extra, like, five years over the past month. Uh, doing festivals is the dumbest shit in the world. It's, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, you just, if you look at a beer, your head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's 30. That is 30. That's what happens. Yeah. It's kind of nice in a way because like, you know, it forces you to look after yourself a little better, mm. but you look after yourself a little better and then reach the same level of feeling that you did if you were treating yourself like shit at 22. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, We should also point out, this may be someone's first time listening. You know, regular Mm. listeners will be aware of the situation, but for anyone just joining us, Adam is in a different country to me and Ben right now. Yeah, despite this absolute (laughs) seamless editing job that will have happened, Knox is in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, Mm -hmm. and we are in Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. There's one more. <laughs> in, oh, how, how's Hawaii? It's Beautiful. okay. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We had a fight before me and Ben about, about, <laughs> about what it's like over here. Yeah. <laughs> Divided loyalties throughout this episode. Mm. The feelings about the number two hundred five. Yep. Feelings about Hawaii. Yep. Being um, in the country together. Mm. I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe for one more week. Mm. Um. Oh, we'll need to record next Tuesday, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you said wait that already. After the... Yeah, good. All right. <laughs> I mean, we, we record we record every day, yeah. but I'm just saying we'll need to record next Tuesday. Yes, yeah. of course. Just yeah. re- Yes, reminding us of the fact that we record every day, including next Tuesday. Yeah, we'll need to record two on Tuesday is what you're saying. Yes, that's... <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, we record for eight hours every time as yes. well, and then we narrow it down to the Heavily, best one. Heavily edited 
episodes of this podcast. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I don't know, boys. I think it's fair to pauses. say that this session will be going in the bin for this week. <laughs> It'd have to take a huge, huge error on someone's part for this to get cut down, <laughs> uploaded, and published to our feed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. On this... The 200th episode <laughs> of our podcast. Um, the uh, Yeah, I come home next week and I tell you what, I am so excited for I'll it. Bet. I am so ready to be home. I'm going to, I think Astral Chain is out before I get on the plane. Oh, it's out on so the I'm gonna... 30th on f- next Friday. Ah, fuck. <laughs> well. When do you come back? Are we recording on Tuesday because you're flying back on Wednesday? That's exactly right. Oh, wow. And then I'm back one. on the Friday, Australia time. Damn, dude. That means... So, uh, yeah, it's nearly nearly over. Yeah. You could pay for Wi-Fi on the plane and download Astral Chain once you once it's released. Well, I, uh, no, because Friday is the 30th, so I'll be back in, in Australia yeah. by the right. time it's out. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe you know we like we we talk about this every now and then. Mm-hmm. We we do have a mole in at Nintendo. Yes, you know, get us a little, send us an advance code, guys. Oh, yeah. Our man needs it. He's got twenty four hours on the plane. Yep, and you don't have to worry about him breaking the review embargo. Yeah, because he'll be yeah. stuck in the air. <laughs> he'll have no way unless it's just you. Doing some bizarre version of the Mile High Club where you're saying to other people on the plane, come and meet me in the toilet yes. and I'll give you some spoilers for this video game that's not out yet. Or... Well, NDAs wouldn't apply to me. I'm in international waters, <laughs> yes. International yes. airspace. Yeah. Or if you get it, yeah. if you get it pr- like well prior to the flight, you could have that thing happen where... Remember that woman tweeted something offensive <laughs> about Africa? Yeah, about Africa, yeah. Got on a plane, got... Like when she landed, she was fired and her right. name had been completely smeared. Nox, if you tweet a spoiler for the yeah, game. For Astral Chain, and then uh. you're in the air and you land into just a media shitstorm where yes. our shit, we've been blacklisted by Nintendo, yep. and that's spread no companies. Not only will they not send us advanced stuff, <laughs> we're actually. It's like when Homer bans Bart from seeing the Itchy and Scratchy movie. Yes. JB's all over the country have our photos. Yep. We're never allowed to buy video games again. Yep. And it'd make, I don't hey, think it would honestly, make that much of a difference to this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> could, be a, could be a hidden blessing. I, um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, uh, oh, yeah, I've already bought it as well using those like voucher things on, on, mm-hmm. on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where you get the two for cheaper. It actually works out to be pretty good and you can't get cheap Switch games easily. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's already sitting there, the little logo. Ooh. Ready to download when it's when it's available. Oh, you did the old. Oh, you did the preload. Mm. Yeah, because you get two vouchers. You have to buy them in sets of two. Ah, right. I love that preload. So, I love um, clicking on it on the home screen and seeing if maybe you've been able to trick your system into thinking that it's allowed to let you play the game two weeks early. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Feels good. Well, because we had. Was it Hotline Miami came out for like two hours? Yes. It was accidentally put on the Switch eShop and then taken down and subsequently banned? Yes. It was so it was already banned, right? It, it, it Hotline Miami two yes. hadn't had never been able to come out here and then they came out in a double in a pack in yeah. a collection on the Switch. Yeah. They were shadow dropped, I mm-hmm. hate that term, but mm-hmm. after a indie's presentation. Up on the eShop right now. Yeah. And yeah, which led to a lot of Stories about get this while you can because somehow yeah. someone hasn't realised that the second one has actually never been allowed to come out here. The old I guess re- refused classification. Yes. Yeah. I guess it's snuck through because it's 
like it's got a different title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone just didn't check. Yeah. Shadow dropped makes me think of like it's like a weird term for like doing a shit and the <laughs> shit like going through the toilet without needing to flush or something. I don't know. Yeah. Shadow drop. Shadow drop. Shadow drop is my best attack. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've never Don't incur my wrath. <laughs> You're a master you... of the blade. Have you? Have either of you guys I ever have. played it? Not like my no. I played the soundtrack. No. It's a great soundtrack. Is it really? Yeah, right. yeah. It's a ripper. But I've not played the game. Or maybe I started it and didn't like it. Adam, what about you? No, never, never uh, had any interest in it either. Really, I, the sort of twin stick shooter, top down mm. pixel yeah. thing is not only doesn't do it for me, it does the opposite. Yeah, I think I actually played Retro City Rampage, which mm-hmm. I believe is a similar kind of game. Yeah. And did just completely bounced off it. Did, I, don't, I agree. I, I don't like those kind of games. That one's like a bit more beat em up hey, than uh, I, I believe. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It's, it's yeah. But So Hotline Miami is like, yeah, it's... The, it's, it's uh, what was that game you guys played? Ape Escape or something? Ape, Ape Out. Ape Out. Yeah. yeah. Similar to that. Sort of. I, I always assumed it was more of like a riff on the the first Grand Theft Autos, the top down Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, is that yeah, that makes incorrect? sense. Because no, no, it kind of looks like it's stylistically doing. I think you're right, A bit yeah. of the same thing. It definitely it doesn't have any of the car stuff. It's just sort of. Oh really? Okay. Puzzle shooting. It is closer to Ape Out, I believe. Okay. But like, yeah, I don't know. It they're, they're not necessarily my sort of thing. Again, I, I assume from not having. Played it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I liked Ape Out. I think it's with these. I've always kind of been a bit the the kind of like I don't know gratuitous violence, mm-hmm. sort of like deliberately shocking kind of thing has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. Just seemed a little bit like mm. I, I don't know, like what a twelve year old thinks is a cool idea for a mm-hmm. game. Um, oh, did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that is a great tease for uh, this week's Patreon bonus episode mm-hmm. where we're going to discuss that movie, yep. which I assume we all liked. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say um, the fact that I can't get it kind of makes me really want it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Same with, uh, you know... It, it, uh, Unconditional love? This, yeah, I, was, I couldn't decide which one to say, like sex, or that I was like, should I say one specific sex thing? Oh. Or, yeah, couldn't... Feet stuff. Couldn't narrow it you down, and I got feet stuck. <laughs> I, uh, I, might, I, I might actually fire up the old US eShop account oh, yeah. and download it just to feel, <laughs> just to feel something. Yeah. Just to feel well, what else, so Australia banned some other shit, right? This... Last couple of days, uh, yeah, Kingdom, Kingdom Come, yeah, Kingdom Come Deliverance, mm. that uh, that game that you played a little bit of, Knox. It's been out for a, a year, yeah, maybe more, yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, we did a whole episode on it because there was all that controversy about historical accuracy, mm. um, uh, and so I didn't yeah. play it because of that. But um, I guess some of us have, you know, looser models. And I didn't. I played, uh, I think, maybe eight, ten hours, something like that. Uh, but, that's, uh, it, a lot. that's actually a lot more than I thought. It was quite boring. Mm. And, uh, like, in that time, I think I got, like, just, a, it, yeah, a slow, small level of progress that made me turned off of it. And it just felt sluggish and, and weird, all the controls. Right. But so they brought out a DLC or something that heavily implies or shows, I actually don't know, like either pretty severe sexual... Oh, well, there's no fucking um, degrees of sexual violence, and that is the thing where 
you know, ah. that ticks it over into a bannet box. Right. I didn't know it was. The, I thought it was like a, a graphic sex scenes. I didn't know it was like assault. That well, that's just it's, fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sexual violence thing, and I don't know what context. I assume. Uh, that it's, you know, like some fucking villain doing it because mm. they can't write how to make a villain scary without having him do that. Yeah. Um, which does make it sort of hard to go like, no, don't ban it. That's fine. Because yeah. obviously, but also art should ha- be able to have, you know, confronting shit in it and even wrong shit or problematic shit because, mm. you know, you deserve the opportunity to fail at art. Um, so, yeah, it shouldn't be banned. But... It should be considered bad. Yes, is what I <laughs> yes. It should be. It should be reviewed um, uh, as an available game um, and reviewed harshly if it's bad. Can you make that one rhyme? It shouldn't be bad. It should be bad. It shouldn't be banned. It should be bad. Like that's that rhyme. Yeah, make make it rhyme, and then I'll believe it. <laughs> there needs to be like a sort of separate panel in between something's you know classified and allowed to be on the shelves, yes. or something is banned yes. and it's prohibited from sale. Mm-hmm. There should be like an official thing in between that's like, okay, this is on sale, but it sucks ass. <laughs> and then it's like you can yeah. sell it in your shop, but it just has yeah. a big sticker over the cover yeah. that says, "This is shit." Yeah. Yeah, one of those big red stamps comes down on it. If they were allowed to advertise it on TV, yeah. but at the end it has to go shit. <laughs> Boom. That honestly, that would be a better world. Yeah, that would be such yeah. a good world to live in. Yeah, that's more accountability. <laughs> yeah, that's way more accountability. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that uh, that game is better than it was when it launched. Now I don't know a huge. Well, what? Um, <laughs> why do you think that is? Surely it's not due to the recent additions. <laughs> no, I I think it was. Pre this mm-hmm. post release, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know the intricacies of that, but uh, yeah. Well, speaking of things that are better now than they were at release, yes. Do we want to get into this now? Because yep. this is an update that's come out during the week yep. to a. Uh, I know exactly a, what you're talking about. A game about. that we've talked about a lot on this show. Yep. And the mm-hmm. the social medias for this program have been a light during the week. Yes, people are well, dying to know. You're clearly talking about <laughs> yes, the I new am. DLC for yep. Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker uh, is a new character. If we if we want to if we want to talk about <laughs> things that are better now than at time of release, do you want to talk about my cum? <laughs> <laughs> how is it better now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. I just couldn't get it out of my head. And I had to. I had to say it. Happy two hundred, boys. What I what I've loved about the um, many many episodes we've done of this over Skype in the last couple of months yes. is that it creates this weird thing where you and me, Ben, mm-hmm. now for context for listeners, it's it's just basically on six p.m. at night. Yes, so we've had a full day. We've both been working. This is kind yep. of our like sort of. You know, we've sort of been awake for for the day, and yep, now we're yep. kind of like this is the cool off period. Yes, but for Knox and that joke that he just made, that's <laughs> yep. the that's the beginning of the day. Yeah. that's the warm up to a full yeah. to, yep. to I, a full day's activities. Yep. Yeah, I genuinely I woke up twenty four minutes ago. <laughs> you've done. Uh, you've whipped out a my cum joke mm. before you've even had breakfast. Now that's <laughs> I mean that's just impressive stuff. <laughs> um. I guess the Terminator being in Mortal Kombat. Yes. I mean, not the hardest fucking guess in the world, but I am Nostradamus. Mm. 
That's, uh, uh, that's impressive. Did we say the Joker? Maybe we did. Yeah, we said the Joker. Yeah, yeah. you said the Joker. Which people are unhappy with because they've just ripped him straight out of Infamous, Infamous 2. Yeah, or at least the move said. He looks different though, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks different for sure. Yeah. Joker and Infamous 2, I'm pretty sure, had like the sort of spiky face. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, exactly. Is my memory of it. That more that Arkham Asylum, Mark Hamill, Joker. Yeah. 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 This one just looks like a dude at a fucking party <laughs> who's going to tell you about Bitcoin and dressed as Joker. <laughs> like, he looks shit. Yeah. But that is, I mean, that is a bit of a bummer just to have the same character that's in a, yeah. another franchise that they brought one out of not that long ago. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Bit and there's, shame. there's what, two, two or three, like, Mortal Kombat world or universe characters? Yeah, who is there? There's Sindel, who's, like... Uh, not that good of a character. Mm. Uh, hold on, I'm just looking up the the. Uh, he could be looking up anything right now, actually... Ben, and we'd have no idea. Yeah, who knows what he's doing on that computer? I honestly don't want to know. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Nearly there, boys. Wow. The power of the internet. It really okay. is bad over there. <laughs> um, oh, they've still got question marks on their own fucking website. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's see if I That's can look insane. it up faster than not. Is the Mortal Kombat website geo-blocked from within Edinburgh? Are you not allowed to see? Are the Scottish not allowed access to this yet? Too violent, probably. Here yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. So, no, there's only one. Like, Shang Tsung and Nightwolf were already uh, announced. Okay. And there are other Mortal Kombat characters. Then Sindela's here on the new Mortal Kombat one. Uh, but well, not new. She's old. And then, yeah, Terminator, Joker, and Spawn. Oh, yeah, Spawn, baby. Yes. I remember being maybe 13 or something and thinking Spawn was just the coolest shit in the world. Me too. Did I, you get the comics? I did get the comics. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah. 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 I didn't understand them. Me either. <laughs> I didn't get them at all. But what did you just, understand? I could just tell that there was some cool shit I didn't going get them. It was just, it was violence. It was just violence. No, there's two versions of the word get. You said, did you get the comics? And then I said, I didn't understand. No, no. The, what I'm saying is, I'm going to inflict violence upon you for that bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> I, uh, I did the love The Terminator Spawn. looks pretty good. Yeah, it's Arnie. He looks like Arnie. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Spawn was in Soul Calibur 2. Oh, yeah. It'd be interesting if they just keep the same moves. Oh, it's so lazy. It's classic. It's a classic move. Just get a character from another fighting game that already exists. If he looks exactly the same, I actually would love that. Extremely pixelated. Yeah. Yeah. That, now that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, so, yeah, whatever. That's a pretty uninteresting pack thing. Yeah. It's no Ninja Turtles for Injustice 2, that's for sure. That's true, yeah. yeah. Sport is cool, though. That's a cool mm. inclusion. Yeah. But I guess less cool. I forgot that he was in a game or like a fighting game already. Yeah. That does kind of take the sting out of it. But the Terminator, I think, is sick. Yeah. That's a fun addition. That's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of... It'll be cool as well, like, because they do all the x-ray things where the bones break and stuff. They'll have to make him look like a machine. Yeah. 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 Put him in Smash. (laughs) (laughs) Just poured him straight over into Smash. (laughs) Um, But Mm. the other big... Oh, now, yes. You've had your fun. Yeah. You've had your fun with a bit of misdirection. It's time to get serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so big update during the week to No Man's Sky. Yes. Uh, which you are a big champion of that game. I'm a devotee. Devotee? Devotee. updated over the couple of years. Yes. They've added updates and everything. Um, so a VR update 
has launched during the week. Yeah. I want to find some of the testimonials from our group because... Um, and I read a big piece uh, on Polygon today I about the update. Well. Um, pretty good piece mm. uh, for summarizing sort of how far it's come. Yep. Um, sort of going into detail, but the broad, the broad strokes are it's just better in every way. Yep. <laughs> like there's more detail, there's more depth, there's actual multiplayer. It's a million times closer to what people thought it was going to be before yes. it came out. Yeah, It's absolutely. kind of finally, it's taken a while, but it has, to their credit... Fulfilled on, you know, they could. We've said this a bunch, but they could have just, you know, left it and done nothing to it and just given up and moved on to the next thing. Like totally. the fact that they've like continued to chip away at it is very admirable. I think. For sure. And so, what I have experienced is the VR mode, mm-hmm. um, and it is what it does is show how far PlayStation VR is from being good enough to be a really immersive experience. Okay. So, it's set up pretty well. I don't have move controllers. Yep. So, I reckon that affects my enjoyment of it hugely. Okay. Um, The movement is that it's like you use the left stick to sort of point. You see this sort of like a little little guide come out of your controller Mm -hmm. and sort of like go, oh, here's the point on the ground where you're going to land when you let go. And you do that, you let go of the stick, and you move there. Yeah. So it's that teleporting movement that's in a lot of VR games. Okay. It's And while obviously your head controls the camera, you can also snap the camera with the right joystick to just move your vision. Okay. So those two combined are okay. The movement's not ideal. I'd rather th- that you could just sort of like move with the joystick. But yeah. Is there definitely no way to switch it over? Uh, I could, couldn't figure it out um but apparently i think with the move controllers you you just can so after I'll right but the move controllers don't have sticks on them so it makes sense that you'd have to teleport with the move controllers. Oh, okay i don't think they have sticks on them anyway from my memory yeah you could be right yeah, I, I don't reckon they do uh then that's interesting because we've we've seen we've had some people comment in the group Describing their experience with it, and one of them, I can't find the comment now for some reason. Can't find the post. Got a few guesses. Um, (laughs) 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 What are those guesses? (laughs) Um, They're buried by posts about Fire Emblem. Oh, here he is. (laughs) Um, I do want to find them because there was a great sort of summary from someone about their experience with the updates, and someone who was really into the VR. Um, yeah, so here it is. Max, Maximilian said he's loving all of it. It feels like such an amazing way to play the game. And Will said, I could live in it. I absolutely love it. With move controllers, it is the most immersive VR game that I've played. Interesting. First time that I've been able to spend literal hours in VR without getting bored or feeling motion sickness from moving around too much. Interesting. That is not the experience I had with it. Right. I, I think because of the low resolution and the visible pixels of the PSVR, mm-hmm. Thing <laughs> headset, yep. I just couldn't get immersed in it, which is a shame because the interface design and the 3D nature, you know, of playing a game in VR, yep, kind of makes you feel like it's actually happening. But so, did you feel like so? We you know we all loved Astrobot, yes. Did you feel immersed in that because all the same things apply? It's mm. like low res, it's like very pixely, mm. but I definitely felt like once I had it on and I was like in the levels looking around. I definitely did feel like, 
oh, I'm lost in this. And maybe it's the simple fact of just not having the option of looking at my phone or being distracted by things mm. in the room around mm. me, even though, yeah, like when, when I would turn like the critical part of my brain on and go, yeah, this is slightly grainy. Mm. But I I'd still felt kind of lost in that. I think there's a distinction. I think that the huge distinction is that Astrobot, you're positioned as the camera, basically. Yep. And the levels are designed, the, the sound design, mm-hmm. the character, the movement, the like the way it all flows so smoothly and comfortably. All of that draws you into the world in the same way that playing any normal game would. Right. Not in not in VR. So playing a game like The Witcher where you're really drawn in by this character, by the quality of the world, sure, the graphics, but also like the sound of the wind in the trees mm. and people talking to just behind you, there's like chickens clucking and there's, you know, so it's all these things that draw you into that world without having to be VR. Mm-hmm. That's what Astrobot did. The issue is with a first person VR game like No Man's Sky, where it's so close to being immersive. I think the distinction is like, it's meant to be you, right? So it's yeah, like, I see what you're saying. It's, well, it's, it's also, you know, Astrobot was designed for VR Yes. You know, perhaps yes. if it had been an existing 3D platformer that you just played on the screen, mm-hmm. that then they went, oh, yeah, you can put your head in it now. Mm. Like it wouldn't have felt, it would have just felt like, oh, this is a cool novelty, but it's not Probably, this incredible experience. But I, st- I still think that, like, if it was a well enough designed 3D platformer, it's you, you're going to be immersed in the same way that you are other games. But yes. this, it's like, because this is meant to be my vision, looking mm-hmm. around this world, me moving around, be, this is me, this is my first person view. Yeah. The fact that it looks kind of shitty and sometimes you go to like move and then, but then you forget what the right control is or you're like bumping up against stuff because you can't quite aim it properly. Like all of these things that aren't quite perfect yeah. are way more apparent because it's supposed to be like you're living that life. Yeah, I kind of assumed it would just be you, you've got the helmet on and then it's like you're in this spaceship mm. and you're just using the controller to just move around and pilot as you would if you were just playing on the TV. Right. And then you can just kind of look around as you're doing it. But I think, yeah, I think the issue... So the best part of my experience with it so far is flying a ship around. Right. That's fucking cool. Okay. Like jumping in the ship and just like, oh yeah, I don't, I'm not, because like I play, as Nox suggested, you know, years ago, play it on like a swivel, like a desk chair, Mm -hmm. like a swivel chair. And when you're in a vehicle, that's perfect because all you're meant to be doing is sitting down and looking around. So getting in a ship, flying out of a space station, like blasting through an asteroid field, blowing shit up, Mm -hmm. like zooming like straight down towards the ground and then like lifting up again and then flying around a a planet feels great in vr like it's cool it's like the best flight simulator yeah but then it's getting out of the ship and going like oh the movement movement is really clunky in a game where you sometimes had to like walk for half an hour to get to this hidden you know temple or yeah 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 so maybe there's a way to fix the movement maybe it's better with the move controllers i'm definitely going to try yeah (laughs) um or maybe you just need to you know, only use the headset for the flying around. Yes. And then when you get to the other bits, go, okay, I'll just walk around. Yeah. I'll take the helmet off and just walk around. Possibly. With the controller. That sounds like such a hassle. It would be a huge hassle. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Move from the swivel chair <laughs> into an armchair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. To a second PS4 that's set up at a different TV <laughs> because you've got a whole different setup. Yeah. You have to wait for your cloud save to come through. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's like, no, because it could be, what you can do now is have groups, multiplayer groups, parties and stuff. 
So I would have two characters, one of them for flying only, yep. and then one character <laughs> who's in the same group for walking around. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I think that's probably the best solution to this problem. That's the, I'd <laughs> go so far as to say it's the only solution. <laughs> I, think you've, I think you're right. No <laughs> so one, what are, what no are one other, right in. Other changes, because uh, you, you haven't had much time to play beyond trying the VR stuff, but like, do you know what they've switched up? Uh, from what I've read, it's... It's more of the stuff that they've been tweaking over the years. So it's like interface stuff, um, quests, the way that your base building's tied to quests, character stuff, um, all the multiplayer stuff as well. So there's like lobbies and there's a hub world now that exists in every, or in the same place in everyone's game, I okay. think. So it's like every, you, all the player characters, or the player, the person, the people characters go there. And then you can like form parties and stuff like that, and there's merchants and stuff there. It's called the anomaly, I think. So, I think it is, yeah, small, but I, I think impactful changes to every other aspect of the game. That's what I've been mm-hmm. reading so far, and that's why I think someone in our group, I wish I could find that comment, said like, yeah, everything about it is better now. Yeah. So yeah. Hats off to him. Cool. I was meaning to try and try it this week, but I think I. I think I don't know. I I don't know where my copy of it's gone. Mm. So I gotta I gotta try and dig it up, or maybe just pay for it. Yeah, it'd be well, it might be cheap now. Yeah, but yeah, basically, I th- the the piece that I read was, and you read it, Tommy. It was kind of sounded like it was saying, it is the game that people thought it would be at launch. Yeah, like it yeah, is. and I kind of forgot. Like in that article, there's a couple of screenshots of <laughs> like the um, aliens and the uh, creatures that you can ride around and stuff. And they, the, the, I, I don't think I'd ever played it enough initially to come across any of them. But right. the design of them is really nice. Mm. Like I, I like the aesthetic of it. Mm. Um, so it, just even seeing that made me go, oh yeah, okay, maybe it is time to give it another try. Like I mean, it would be interesting to see how it stacks up having n- not played it since we all sat down and played it when yeah. it came out. Where I kind of went, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah, and see how different it feels now. Yeah. So stuff just the day dot stuff knocks like the. The, the world generation where I think like even though I liked the game at launch I was you know happy to to acknowledge like it's all the same it was all just like flat stuff yeah. and then a giant ravine and then a cave and like that was it mm. there was like no real geographical sort of things there weren't mountains really there wasn't changes in climate anything like that yep so all of that stuff apparently yep. is fixed apparently they're like they're still generated by algorithms but they seem like real worlds they have sort of interesting topography and stuff like that. Um, all of that stuff, the, apparently the creatures, which are all design, like uh, generated by, you know, according to a bunch of different parameters, mm-hmm. apparently they're all, there's more now. You know, like, oh, cool. they've just continued to add stuff to this to get it from being visibly like, okay, this is like 4 plus 4 plus 5 plus 3 instead of 4 plus 4 plus 4. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm keen. To, I think I'm just going to start a new save because all that stuff, the sort of like the tutorials at the beginning, probably there's more stuff to make it easier to understand. Mm-hmm. It's not this confusing okay. thing that drops you in the middle of nowhere and then you die because there's no oxygen. Yeah. So yeah, cool, sick, nice, very impressive that they like it, this has to be the most support like post-launch support a game has ever had. Yeah, <laughs> it's been upgraded outside so much. of like MMOs and stuff like that. That. I, I guess. I mean, it's probably done more in the space of time since launch than than any other game, but um, 
you're right. It's like you know, WoW was has been around for thirty years or something, so it it can't match that. But it's it's a crazy uh, amount of improvement to a game that yeah, they could have just been like. Um, maybe I'm never going to develop games ever again because yeah. <laughs> I'm getting death threats. Yeah, I mean, not just the most that a game has gotten, yeah, outside of a Warcrafty kind of game, but even, like, just actually... And not not that I think that creators should necessarily always or, in fact, ever listen mm. to, you know, people going, yeah, this isn't good enough or whatever, but the yeah. fact that they actually have gone, yeah, okay, fair enough, people want it to be this, we mm. we kind of maybe fell a bit short of delivering on that. So mm. rather than just go, no, fuck you, this is what it is. Like, yeah, we'll actually work to to get it closer to the vision of what we wanted and what we were telling, like saying that it would be. Yeah, for sure. I and, think that's really impressive. And what that was was like the perfect game. You know, like what yeah. people imagined before, just before launch was like a multiplayer game with infinite worlds with quests and, you know, like resource gathering and base building and mm. spaceships and space combat. And it was like, oh, we have, you can fly around and the space combat is awful. And there's like a few different looking planets and you'll never actually have multiplayer experiences. And it, well, yeah, especially when, like, we've said this heaps, but the reason that people were down on it when it came out was because all of that stuff about that hype and that promise. That that was because of the position that they found themselves in as developers with Sony mm. kind of like putting it up on this pedestal and like it wasn't necessarily their fault that mm. that it was perceived that way. And like surely like the ultimate aim w- must have been like, yeah, we'll keep adding to the game to make it this incredible thing. Yeah. And they have. <laughs> so yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, did we want to talk a bit about Gamescom that was on during the week? Is it is it finished when we're recording this? Or is it still going? I think it's maybe still going for another couple of days or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. But a bunch a bunch of stuff has come out of it. Yep. Um, there was a new Death Stranding trailer. Yes. So I've got a huge list of like everything that happened here. Excellent. Um, I think organized by day and by things. So yeah, Death Stranding is probably... I mean, that's so soon now that that's coming out mm. and still not knowing exactly what you actually do in it is a strange feeling. I haven't watched a huge amount of this stuff. I haven't really had the time to be across heaps of this. So have you guys watched that Death Stranding trailer? Yes. I, I, I haven't. I've bowed out on watching anything more of it because mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, I'll play it for this. Yeah. I just kind of want to go in fresh. Like the last trailer that we all watched, it's like if it's not really going to show anything of what mm. it is, I would kind of rather just go in completely blind at this point. So what? Yeah, what's in this trailer is similar to the previous one. And the previous one had a lot of okay, that's a guy walking very slowly <laughs> over yeah. some beautiful mountains yep. with a ladder. There's more of that. Um, it's pretty much just that, from what I remember. There's another character introduced who's called, like, Mama or something, and there's, like, another baby there, and there's... Oh, there's pissing mechanics. Yeah, right, I read about that. Yeah, that was the main thing that came out of that trailer, I yep. believe. I, I do remember Kojima having to say, like, no, you can't look at Norman Reedus's dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, to himself in the mirror before he went and met him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, and I didn't, I didn't watch the entire thing verbatim. I skimmed through it because, yeah, I also don't want to be spoiled or have too much information before I play it. But the main things I got from it were, yeah, it looks like it's, it's a lot of walking around with a ladder 
and then some confusing cutscenes. Yeah, that seems to be the big thing from Gamescom. Like Nintendo have been putting up stuff of games that I I'm interested in, mm-hmm. but they're not like new trailers or anything. Right. It's like here's 35 minutes of someone just playing it mm. and narrating, and and that's the stuff I'm kind of that's more spoilery than you yeah. know what I mean. Like yeah, because that's the experience of yeah, you're, what, yeah, the you're game, just yeah. watching someone else have the experience. Yes. It's not like cut together like big flashy moments. Mm. So I find that stuff in particular really hard to get interested in, which it sounds like this was sort of a bit of that. Was it long uh, or was it an actual trailer? Seven minutes. Okay. So it was a combination of both of those sort of right, ideas, right. yeah. Um, and uh, it made me no more or less interested to play the game. I'm always going to play this game yep. and I still have no idea if I'm going to like it or not. I think that's kind of where everyone's at mm. at the moment. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that they're doing with with showing it off at the moment that's that's really yeah winning anyone over or yeah or really giving anyone much of a thing to grab onto to really mm. make a definitive call either way yeah i am fascinated i really this could be i, I don't it could be the game of the year by yep. a gigantic margin or mm-hmm. it could be the most beautiful flop that yeah anyone's ever seen yeah I hope it's really pretentious and confusing. Yes. I would love I, that. I mean, I think that goes without saying. Yeah. I think that's yeah, a yeah. given. Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just don't know if it's going to be fun. Right, sure. Okay. What do you think, Nox? Because you're a big Kojima guy. Um. Oh, uh, I wouldn't... Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm a big Kojima guy that much now. I like a lot of what he's done, Um. but I don't have innate trust in him, and especially with this game that does seem like... They came in uh, post Konami and, uh, mm-hmm. and and put this thing together that uh, seems weird and crazy and everything. And then towards the end here, you've heard those stories of like, and they are having a crunch on it. And mm-hmm. they, they, there are similar things to Metal Gear Solid Five, which I was disappointed with in a lot of ways. So we'll see. Because this I don't is know. kind I'm, of I'm, like I'm the cautiously big... optimistic. This is kind of the big test, isn't it? Like he. Mm. He's not really getting any kind of feedback on it. Like, he's he's just being allowed to do whatever he wants with this. Yeah. Or essentially the first time. Again, you'd, you'd probably kind know of. more about this than Minox, but, like, I, I feel like he's had a lot of freedom with Metal Gear, but he still has been doing it as part of, like, a big company mm. with a, a long history that he would surely have, like, have to, you know, have notes or whatever mm. at a certain point. Like, this is... This well, is, and I think... I think that was more the case where sort of he would have done something else but had to do another Metal Gear, but then kind of had control over what that Metal Gear was going to be. Right. Okay. But yeah, that's my impression of it. Anyway, this is um yeah this, this is this is just very interesting to see to see how much you know yeah is is he a genius like mm. is he is he actually capable of making something truly great when he's like one hundred percent out on his own. Mm. Because he he loves these guys like these direct like Del Toro is a big fan of mm. he's a fan of our mate Nicholas Winding Riffing Riffin, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, who is a director whose work is incredibly idiosyncratic and yep. divisive. Not uh, like I love it because of how sort of um, uh, how audacious it is. Yep. But it's not all good, and heaps of people hate it. <laughs> like he, that director's well, yeah, guy's think... work is hated as much as it's liked or yeah. loved. Yeah, and you can't really make it's, video it's... games in that way. I don't think. Mm. Well, it's less common for Kojima's games to be hated like that, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but that's but because definitely... he's worked for a giant sort of studio, I guess. Well, 
Uh, maybe, but also I think that he has a pretty firm idea of what makes a fun game. Right. I think those games, for all their faults sometimes, are all pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. So um, I reckon this will probably be fun. I, that's my huge, bold stance. <laughs> I think that that's a, a completely fair statement to make about the games that already exist. I, I think this is the test. I think, as Tommy said, like this is if yeah. this is where we find out if um, restrictions improved those games and he squeezed the art in where he could, or if um, or if he is yeah a, a very professional <laughs> games maker who knows how to balance the art with the gameplay, but. Fascinating yeah. to play this game. Can't wait. When does it come out? November the tw- uh, 9th. I want to say maybe. November okay. the 9th. Okay. Yeah, that sounds all right. Sweet. Cool. Uh, early November. Yeah, right. it's it's like it's this and then Pokemon's like a week after. Right. I think. I think it's start of November. Yeah. It's definitely November. Um, mm. um, what else? So out of Gamescom, though, yes. like the first thing was that Nintendo Indie World mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I didn't think had anything interesting looking except for maybe that game Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah, I think that looks sick. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, Ori um, and the Blind Forest uh, coming out on Switch is pretty great. Another right. previous Microsoft exclusive, mm-hmm. um, which I started playing on the Xbox. Yeah. And I said at the time, knowing my luck, now that I've bought an Xbox, <laughs> this will show up on the Switch within yep. weeks. So uh, to everyone who doesn't have an Xbox and been <laughs> wanting to play it, you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, super hot and shit, like a bunch of other, mm-hmm. you know, indie-looking stuff that doesn't look great. Yep. But Easter looks like it might be – it's like a top-down pixel RPG thing yep. and it looked like it might be all right. Yeah. It's great. Great um, palette. Yeah, apart from the pixel art stuff, which is obviously getting pretty tired. It's been around for 35 years. Yeah. The actual aesthetic in terms of the design – and the yeah, the palette is a great a great yeah comment. It it looks really nice. Very detailed, mm. um, like more detailed environments than you tend to see in uh, in pixel art. Like yeah. the the cityscapes, especially like lots going on. Reminds like lots of me detail crammed in the buildings. There's a couple of anime artists, or uh, maybe manga, but like in animes that I've seen. Where it's a similar style, those really detailed sort of overflowing yeah. cities, sort of I guess inspired like Hong Kong and places like that. But yeah, it looks sick. Really good aesthetic. Remind me a little bit of a cross between Earthbound and Day of the Tentacle. Just purely oh, yeah. in terms of aesthetic. The character yeah. design is a little more of that kind of that sort of yeah, not nineties ish yeah. animation, American animation, comic book sort of style. Yeah. Um Yes, what else did we have, Adam? Uh, there was a Microsoft thing next, which didn't really have much interesting. Um, people have been playing Gears 5 over at, uh, in, in Germany, where Gamescom is. Yes. Uh, and apparently it is good. Mm-hmm. I played the tech test, whatever it's called. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Um, and it's basically a tutorial of like, use this pistol, use this, you know, bigger gun, use grenades. Um, it's cool. It looks great, and it plays really well. I love the gameplay. It's super smooth. That third-person cover shooter stuff, but really finely tuned. I'm not a fan of the character, the lead character in it. I <laughs> you don't, don't like Bender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know if he is the lead of the game. Oh, he's not. Um, then what is what's his name? I forget. But is it JD or something like that? Maybe. But is the, is he is that definitely the protagonist? I thought it was a girl. So Kate 
I, I think, oh man, I forget their names. It's so long since I played four. Mm. But um, I think Kate is the protagonist of the story mode of five. Yes. JD was Marcus Phoenix's son, and he was the protagonist of four. Mm-hmm. Um, describe the character. Um, a meaty man, I think, maybe with a backwards baseball cap. Oh, that could be anyone. It could have just been <laughs> um, a soldier who was like, you know, being used for this for this thing. I think it it might just be a random multiplayer person, right? Because I think it's all been it's all been pretty multiplayer fo- focused. All the stuff they've kind of put out to the public so far, yeah, and like the horde mode and all that sort of stuff. That was what was here, yes. And the actual sort of story mode, the campaign, they haven't really done too much showing off of, right? But apparently, they were showing that behind closed doors, and it looks good. Well, I mean, yeah, at least yeah, graphically and gameplay wise, um, it's a big tick from me, and I'm excited to play it. Um, I yeah, yeah I think I reckon go through four because yes. it's on Game Pass. Go through four if you guys can. Yeah, I downloaded okay. four. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm keen to play that. Sick. Uh, some Age of Empires stuff. They're going to show a trailer of four mm-hmm. at um XO nineteen, which is in November. Right. So it's weird to have this event and then go and at another event we'll show a trailer <laughs> for it. Like. Mm. Uh, but other than that, nothing too interesting. A bunch of you know stuff that's coming to Game Pass and uh, DLC and stuff. Oh, I saw a news story Stadia. about before we move on to Stadia. Yeah. I saw a news story about Microsoft. Apparently, some of their like tech contractors, some of the work that they were doing involved listening to uh, people through their Xboxes. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Like saying, "Okay, Xbox." Yes. How how you going? Um, but the story I read was like, so you're supposed to, they're supposed to only record audio from the user after they say, hi, Xbox. Hello, Xbox. Okay, Xbox. Yeah. But what had been happening was <laughs> it was just recording people talking anytime. It's just on constantly. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's the same as any piece of technology we have in our houses yeah. and our pockets at all times now. I've just gotten to the point where I've accepted that that's the reality that we live in and I'm never going to try and fight the powers of B. <laughs> oh, yeah, Matrix 4 um, got announced. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is actually sick. That's sick. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm into that. Um, one of the Wachowskis is back. Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss are both going to be in it, so that's cool. But, yeah, Microsoft... It's not a double Wachowski production. No. That's huge. Yeah. No. One of them sitting it out. only Lana... I think, yes, Lana only. Lily's not involved. And I don't think they've said why. No. But uh, I, th- or I, I read something and it was like... It didn't seem like it was sus. It seemed like it was just like, yeah, I don't know. We're busy. Yeah. Right. Only I have time to do it. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's cool. And Microsoft is constantly... No Lawrence Fishburne com- confirmed yet. Right. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, Stadia. Stadia. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know jack shit about any of the stuff they've been saying about Stadia. I've completely lost interest in it when it became obvious that they were going to expect you to pay full price for games on there. Well, it's not just you that's lost interest, Adam, because that is the general vibe around Stadia. Um, They had this big half an hour sort of presentation. Here's all these, you know, big... Huge, you know, popular games that are coming out on it. Destiny 2 is going to be on there. The, the list of stuff as well is like Cyberpunk 2077 yep. was announced yep. and they showed some more gameplay and stuff, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yep. Uh, Doom Eternal is on there yep. and whatever, but I don't know, man. 
Don't make me fucking pay full price for a game that I don't own on a system I don't own. Yes. That I'm paying a subscription fee to as well. Is that the setup? Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, fuck that. It's it's a really it's a dumb it's a dumb thing to do cuz like sure like Gamescom might not be as big as E3 or or you know whatever, but this is still, you know, a press release. And if the press release is like, "Hey, we're a brand new service that you don't already have that you don't already have equipment for, whether or not you know that you need equipment for it or not is unclear." Mm. <laughs> anyway, um we're not going to explain what we are and why you should pay for it. We're just going to tell you the seven games that are coming out on it that you already probably have. It's, yeah. It's really mm. dumb. Yeah, what a botched. Yeah. I mean, maybe this becomes more relevant when the next generation comes around and a PS5 and an Xbox 2 or whatever get announced and they're like fucking $800 or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe then this becomes more appealing. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I also think that you need to start explaining it properly to consumers now. Like that, yeah. And it's not that hard. You just need to say like, yeah, all you need is a controller and a subscription and you don't need to buy a $900 console. You don't need to buy a $3,000 PC. Yeah. You just need to pay 8 bucks a month and, and you know some initial thing and then you can play video games. Yeah. Well, but every game is you have to pay for separately. That's also true. Yeah, you have to pay full price for games. So for this to work, I feel like either it would need to have the subscription fee with some games included in that yep. or pay for games and pay the $60 and you get it, but not both at the same time. That is weird. And especially because it's going to – I don't know. I like It is still probably technically cheaper than a console, but also having to worry about all the internet stuff – uh, not having any sort of ownership over it, I don't. It's, I mean, it's just less appealing. Initially, it is, but if you subscribe long term, well, then at a certain point, it's like, well, you've now just paid the price of a console, yeah. right? Like, so what? Yeah, I mean, so you would have to be a long time, but yeah, well, but you know, but not heaps long, but not really. If it's ten bucks a month, that's what, like, no, that's fifty months. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess it's like about the lifespan of a console. Yeah, and, and like it, but the fact that there's not anything other than just access being offered it appears for that subscription fee is strange. Right, I think you can either look at, at it from the perspective of, oh, cool, that means I don't have to have another bulky piece of tech in my house, or you can look at it from the perspective of, I don't actually own anything <laughs> for this price. Right, right. Yeah, and well, and you have to worry like the price of a console to me, and I think to a lot of people is worth not worrying about all the internet connection stuff, of course, mm. and all the ownership shit. So yeah, it is weird when you're basically just paying a fee for the for the right to be able to purchase other stuff. Yes, that is kind of yeah. weird, and that I mean that that does exist in plenty of other mm. things. I mean, Costco is probably a good example. Yeah, but I, something about this just seems when it's. Yeah, when it's getting it on this service is essentially going to be what close to the same price of just going and buying the disc in a shop, mm. which you then have and you can resell and you can yeah. play it offline. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty hard to make an argument for being able to be for going for Stadia when it's stacked up that I way. I couldn't tell you yeah. what it. I couldn't tell you what it is as well, but Google gives me the impression that they have no fucking idea about video games or anything to do with them, and they don't seem to want to have anything to do with them, and they're just doing this as, like, a service they don't seem to understand. Do you know what I mean? Well, they also, they're, a, you know, they're one of the biggest 
companies in the world, so they just want to have a mm. finger in every pie, and I guess yeah. they just figured right. that this is the easiest way of them doing that. Yeah. it's just, There's something about the way that they're approaching it that makes me think that they're not going to be that good at it because they don't seem to be able to market it as though it's a... Vi- I, I don't know. There's something off about it that makes me not think it'll work. There's a weird element to it because... I think, not initially, I think you need to buy, like, their controller or whatever, maybe. But they're like, oh, at some stage you'll be able to play with an Xbox controller. You won't even need, you know, anything that says Google on it. Yeah. All you'll need is to sign into an app on your smart TV or whatever. So it it it's just becoming less and less of a hands-on thing that you own or are paying for. You're literally just paying to sign into an interface, which... I don't know, maybe that's the appeal. Maybe it's just like, yeah, I, I don't want a box that says Netflix on it. I don't want a Netflix remote. I just want to be able to use Netflix. But again, you're, I guess you're not paying to see each movie. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's something weird But I, if on. you look at it strictly as, and I think we talked about this when it was first announced, the idea that it's basically a almost like a Switch, but for like bigger scale games. So if you're traveling, you take the iPad with you. Right. You can play Doom Eternal in your hotel room, which is, of course, dependent on you being in a hotel that has good enough internet. Yes. You then can't use it on the plane as well. Yeah. But I guess that... It seems weird because I there, there are kind of like just enough positives to it mm. that they could spit. They're just not... They're just not being smart about the message. Absolutely. Like they just yeah. need to get in front of it more and go, hey, this is... This is what you can do. Yeah. Like, you you travel a lot. You, now you'll have access to cyber... You won't have to play Cyberpunk on your TV at home. You can, If you're traveling, you can take it away with you. Yes. This is going to be cheaper than just going out and having to buy a console. It's less yeah. clutter in the house. Yeah. Like, all these things, but... Yeah. You're right. The convenience is the, is surely the key selling point. It's mm. like... And it's saying, like, you don't ne- necessarily need this controller. It's You can go to your mate's place... And sign in on their TV, mm. and as long as they've got a couple of controllers, you can play, you know, whatever. You can play Forza Horizon yeah. against each other. You can play. You can just go in and resume your um, Destiny Two game. Like, yeah. there, there's there are a lot of yeah points in the convenience column, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it's being sold properly. I mean, any product has negatives that are there to find, but it's it's up to you, the one making it, to get in front of that. Yeah, and you know, be selling it in a way where that potentially to people just doesn't matter or they yeah. don't, you know, they don't focus on that, which it seems like that's what they've allowed to happen with this. And I don't think in Australia it's ever going to get past the, our internet's not fast enough. A- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. We'll all end up buying one. <laughs> we'll be there day one for the purposes of this show. Um, there was like an opening night show that had some stuff. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 got announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of us have ever ended up playing through that game. Uh, yeah, I played a bit of it. You played some of it, Tom. Yeah, right? I played. Yeah. I played a few hours of it and really liked it. Um, sorry, there's possums on my balcony. Yeah, and I've got washing drying out there. I was about to get a photo and they ran away. Yeah, dude, possums love clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked mm. what I played. I've been mm. meaning to um, pick it up and continue it. So it's cool. It had a cool atmosphere to it. Mm. Um, Similarish kind of vibe to uh, Inside, but mm. with a bit more of a kind of stylized, almost kind of clay animation-y kind of look for the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, some really cool stuff in there. So it's cool that it's getting a sequel. Yeah, 
another game I can play one hour of and <laughs> not finish. Um, a lot of other sort of updates and bits and pieces on a bunch of games that are coming out, but like nothing that I- exciting, to be honest. Nothing like, major. Dragon Quest XI S is still coming out. There was a gameplay trailer for Vampire Bloodlines 2, which was kind of interesting, or a gameplay demo yep. that looked pretty unfinished. Yep. Still, like the sound wasn't all there and stuff like that. Um, but it looks like they're making a vampire game, which is cool. Yep. Uh, they showed a bunch of Witcher 3 on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been the first time I think that's been publicly shown. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. It looks all right. Yeah. It, it's running pretty well. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's fuzzy and kind of, you know, worse, obviously. But well, I asked about it, this it in runs uh, pretty solidly. I asked about this in the in our Facebook group because mm. I watched it with the context of having never played it. Yeah. And to me, it's like, this looks actually pretty good. Right. It just looks the... like a slightly older game. Yeah. 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 But, and uh, so I kind of posted about it in the group because I was kind of interested what it looks like to people who have a lot of experience with that game and have a decent enough basis for comparison. Yeah. And yeah, people seem to think that it's it stacks up. It's a pretty decent looking port, which yeah. is pretty impressive given that I think it was uh, like announced and then there was a lot of a lot of scepticism mm. slash concern about mm. how effectively they'd be able to uh, pull this off. But yeah. it looks like whoever's... I forget the name of the company that's done the port, but is it Sabre something? Anyway, it seems like know. they've done a pretty impressive job. Yes, I was impressed. Yeah. I was very sceptical, but I'm impressed. Yeah. So good on them. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Like, that's one of my favourite games ever, and that looks like a perfectly good way to play it. Yeah. 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 So, so, oh, and they've also um, announced the release date, which is, I believe, October the twelfth or thirteenth or something. Right. Hey, mid October. You might be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we're getting pretty close. I mean, like, there's there's not heaps more stuff than that. I reckon about Gamescom. Honestly, it looks like you know some cool stuff that they're showing there if you're there. Yep. But not heaps in the way of uh, brand new news. There's just little tiny bits and pieces about a whole bunch of. You know, different games that are coming relatively soon. Yeah, yeah. Need for Speed Heat. I, I'm surprised how into it I am. Right. I think. Right. I like Forza. I think it's a fun. I think the driving mechanic of Forza is fantastic. Forza is fantastic. Uh-huh. Feels so good. Feels like really natural. You just have to play it a couple of times to get into how it works, and yep. then it's really fun to for, to drive around. I felt there wasn't a lot there for me in the way of impetus. To keep going from event to event, mm-hmm. so okay, that's another race. Uh, that's another race, and that's I guess another race. I love the Need for Speed games, right. or at least I love the good ones. They were so fun. There was that extra element of like boosting and car combat stuff, yeah. as well as the races that I just fucking loved. And I'm excited to play another one. Awesome. Um, there was a pretty long Avengers gameplay trailer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there was too. Um, I watched a fair bit of it, and I think it looks good. Right. Yeah. I think it looks really fun. I I'm struggling to just get past how weird the characters look when you're so used to the sort of movie versions of them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree. And the start of that trailer where they all show up and they're standing around looking like fucking weird knockoff versions of the real characters sucks. Yeah. And then you watch the gameplay and it's like, fuck, that'd be really fun. Like Thor flying around smashing people with a hammer. Yeah. The Hulk's fucking ripping bits of concrete out of the ground and throwing them at people. Um, yeah, like the Captain America stuff that's closer to like a Batman game almost or like a weird sort of spy guy. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fun. I don't know if it's going to be a great whole game because 
yeah, I agree. Those character face models just feel weird to me. But it looks like it could be fun to play. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I'm, I, I don't have much more to say about Gamescom than that. Yeah, I think well, that's probably it. Yeah, let's do a quick, uh, just a quick wrap up on a couple of things. Uh, what I've been playing during the week. Yes, boys, I've done it. I've finished <laughs> Fire Emblem. Wow. I'm a free man. Wow! Congratulations. I feel like I'm. That's crazy. I feel like I'm Cameron Poe. Like you know, I'm stepping off the bus. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm on my way to freedom. That was me last night. Oh, Wind yes. in my hair. I just need to get on this plane. <laughs> Nothing's gonna yeah. go wrong, and yep. then I'm back to my wife and kid. Yep. <laughs> Andy Dufresne, who already finished it a long time ago, is on the beach polishing his boat, <laughs> and then you, the recently finished Morgan Freeman, walk up mm. and say, "Damn." Them Black Eagles. Mm-hmm. How about that ending or whatever? <laughs> I, I'm so far away from finishing it. I've had barely any time to get much further with it. Yeah. I'm furious about it. <laughs> 52 hours I clocked okay. by the time I was done. So do you remember roughly how far, how many hours you'd put in when you got to the time skip? Was it 30-ish? The, the I think time you said? skip is over halfway. You're right. Um, uh, yeah, 30... 35, I think, maybe? 30, 35? Okay, so I've I got to really that. remember. I got to that. That's the last thing I did. Mm-hmm. Um, 22 hours. Okay. So I'm going a little faster clip. Yep. I think, but then like I, we talked about last week, I was spending so much time between missions, fucking around, trying to recruit people. Yep. After I got a full team back again, I've sort of kind of been burning through it a little yep. bit. Sort of automating a lot I mean, of teaching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Getting straight to the with, battles that I'm enjoying more now that I have 10 people yes, <laughs> rather than yes. two. Yeah, with everyone in your world dead, you're not doing the stuff that's taking up a lot of my time, which is the conversations between them. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, like, I definitely, by the end, I was finding myself just wanting to like barrel through to the missions at the yep. end of the month because you... By the end, you're not, not. There's no paralog battles anymore, which are mm-hmm. the little story battles in between months that I kind of found kind of interesting because yep. they had different conditions to them, or mm-hmm. they had mm-hmm. some sort of story around them. Um, my my team was all leveled up like pretty nicely, so it didn't feel as imperative to be doing the studying and like really boosting up the skills right. because I like definitely still helped a bit, but felt like I've got a good balance of everyone. And the, the other sort of side battles that you do, they only take place on, I think, maybe four or five different maps. So by the end, doing yeah, those right. ones in the middle of the month, I was just kind of like, yeah, I just kind of want to get through to the mission yeah. battles because they're, they're always on unique maps. Yes. There's story stuff happening. There'll be different conditions where you've got to, you know, block mm. off an entrance so no reinforcements can come in, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the last, like, three or four battles are really great. Like, they're... And and in all of them, a bit of a fake out where I thought, oh, this is the last one, mm-hmm. and then you know, it kind of stretches on a bit more. But I like that. Exp- I like yeah. that it's not like a book or a movie where you cl- quite clearly see the signposting of the end coming. Yeah, um, I love the anime little cutscenes. Yeah, they're really fun. They're really cool. Yeah, like I'm I, I'm starting to yeah, just go straight to the missions because I'm enjoying the weird story unfolding. Yeah, in those little clips. They do more and more of the actual animated like hand animated um, mm. things as it gets more and more on because they're, you know, they're showing you stuff that they can't use the engine for. Like they're showing you yes. battles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, what fuck, what a great game. It's like, uh, yeah, it's what, so a, good. <laughs> what a journey. Like yeah. felt a bit of sadness. It like really felt like yep. at the end, yeah, I, I feel every one of those hours that I put into this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just fucking loved it. And uh, like, I guess we'll probably... 
We'll talk more about it, uh, I think, like definitely later in the year, certainly yeah. when you've played a bit more at him. Because what, what's been interesting, knowing that we're all playing different houses and talking to mm. a friend who is playing the same house that you are, Adam, like the way that the story kind of unfolds and the different side of this event that you Mm. i'm really interested to hear what it's like on the other side to what i did yeah if that makes sense Mm. yeah me too and apparently you can there are multiple paths within each house yes there are to some extent so this game's fucked yeah (laughs) yeah the one that the one that you're playing as from what i understand is the kind of the most interesting of all of them in terms of like the choices that you get and the and the path that the story kind of goes on Mm. um but yeah Oh, feel empty now. Um, very briefly, <laughs> I started. There's a demo up on the Switch eShop at the moment for Dragon Quest Eleven, mm. which I started playing this morning. I played like maybe an hour of it, if that. Probably not quite that, but um, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's at the very start of the game. Your progress will carry over into the full game when that comes out. Um, I've read online that it's a demo that's between five and ten hours, which Fuck. is a pretty generous amount <laughs> yeah. for a free demo. Um, the big upgrade from on this version from the PS4 and Windows versions that have been out for a year is that this one has fully orchestral music. Right. And it sounds fucking great. Nice. The music is so good. And the... Yeah, the presentation and the style and everything is just right up my alley. So nice. yeah, really enjoying this very, very like classic traditional JRPG. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think this is one that I'm really going to get all in on. Nice. So, yeah. Well, do you want to save your thing, Ben, for next week? Which of my things? Well, you've forgotten about it. It was a thing you said for me to remind you of, but we won't remind you until next week. Ah, oh, how are we doing for time? Because I I've only we... played a little bit of that. Uh, I might as well just mention it. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we can talk more about it next week. Yeah, I, but um, I want yeah, I want people to play it. Um, it's a fantastic game that I'm loving called Catherine. It's by Atlas, the makers of Persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming all of them. Um, uh, it's a dating sim crossed with a puzzle game, crossed with uh, I guess like a horror movie, and I'm really into it. So if you have an Xbox, you can get it. Um, it's an Xbox 360 game, so you can get it on the store or buy a copy and play it backwards compatible. Um, it's a sick game. And yeah, I'll talk there about is it more also, next week. There's a remaster coming on the 3rd of September. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Um, or like half remaster, half kind of upgrade-y thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's I think that is why I got this, because I was reminded of it by, I guess, a new story about that. Um, but yeah, more about that next week. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, let's wrap it up for this week, folks. Uh, what a great 200th episode it was. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Four away. Four away, guys. Four away from the big one. Yeah. Um, thanks very much for joining us, everyone. Uh, you can support the show on Patreon if you would like to do so. Oh, yeah. Very much appreciated by us. You get a bonus episode every week. Uh, we also have premium episodes on Bandcamp where we focus in on a franchise series of games, uh, developer, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they all go for like a couple of hours um, and they are, I think, a dollar or more. Yeah, yeah. pay what you want, a dollar yeah. or more. Um, there's a bunch of them there. Go check that out. Filthycasuals.com.au for the links to all of our socials uh, and everything else we have going on. Go see Adam at the Edinburgh Fringe. You've yeah. got a couple of days left to do that at 11.35 at the City Cafe. 
That's right. Uh, get there early, though. Yeah, yeah. get there early. It's it's not up. really worked the reserving seats thing because it's just free. So you kind of just have to get there early. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks to everyone who's come as well. Nice. It's been sick. Awesome. Um. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals, happy four away from two hundred fourth episode, everybody. <laughs> 